Hi, welcome to Cheater and the Rude. We recorded this yesterday. Ignore references to Rabble. Take a listen. Thanks. It's one o'clock on the East Coast. That means that you're listening to Swearing In with me, Lee Papa, writer of the blog The Rude Monday. And me, Jeff Chrysler, wonders what he means by one o'clock means. Yeah, but this is the. It's, hey, we're listening to Swearing In with Lee and Jeff. I wrote a book. <laughs> So we uh, we do uh, this rabble thing whenever we watch the Republican debates. Almost all the Republican debates. Almost all. But who needs to watch? You know what? I'm glad we didn't rabble last week because there was actually some substantive interesting things. Like when Christie fucked Rubio with his own dick. Wow. See, what I thought happened is that in the, the last debate before the New Hampshire primary was that Rubio actually, un- uh, not Rubio, but Chris Christie actually unhinged his jaw like some kind of, you know, giant snake and engorged uh, Rubio whole. Engorged? Gorged on Rubio. Yeah, and then, but he probably became engorged in the while eating Rubio. Rubio. Yes, yes. That's possible. And then while, he, while Rubio's inside his ample-sized stomach, uh, his enzymes made Rubio fuck himself with his own dick. What is your thing with wanting Rubio to fuck himself with his own dick? Because, you got to understand, Rubio, the only way to really dirty Rubio's presence, he comes across as clean cut, is to point out that Marco Rubio, as I've told you, is Spanish for the name of the metal bristle brush that he used to clean a chain. And, furthermore, the image of him fucking himself with his own dick inside Christie's stomach is a delightful like metaphor for his... So did he bend his own dick under himself to fuck himself, or did he actually rip his own dick off to fuck himself? Or did Christie rip off Rubio's dick, hand it to him, and Rubio just sighed and sadly started fucking himself? I think that you will have to get inside Chris Christie's stomach to find out. Wow. Well, this kind of astute political analysis is what you find here on Swearing In. Uh, do you have anything else to say about the debate before we move on to the main thing? There's no main thing, Lee. Uh, at the debate, it was uh, I, I, but see, we've done I think all but one or two of the debates, uh, and it's just been exhausting. We it was so break. exhausting just watch. I, I still watch because I can be committed. Yeah, I, 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 doesn't matter. I don't, don't want to hear excuses. No, no, why you let the people down? It's not an excuse. I, you know, have a life. Saturday night, although this Saturday night I might sacrifice my life. Well, it'll be interesting because now people, what, what started to happen in that debate, what Christy did is people were like, oh, oh, it's on. Like, we got to really deal with it before. And Christy, you can see, he's like, I'm going to go down. I'm taking as many fuckers with me as I can. And I thought it was great. And you could even see strategies where certain people, there was there were coalitions building. Um, and so I think the next debate will actually be more interesting because people are going to not really hold back. Well, no one what to do in the debates because of Trump. They're, they've had right. no one to do, and now they've been like, epic, like, we've got a deal. Well, you know, they need to, I think there's going to be a lot of kamikaze bombing of Trump. I think people are just going to think, and that's, and that's what I hoped Christie would do. He'd hang in for one more debate just so that he could fucking, you know, say, fuck it, the ship's on fire. I'm just going to fucking plow right into the Trump aircraft carrier. I want him. I, I want him to run for all the takeout. Trigger everyone. warning for World War Two events. Oh yeah, or let's do the rabble. one. Yes. I want him to do that to everybody. That, that was a refreshing. He's like he didn't. 
I think Christy knew he was done, or some for some reason he didn't care what he said. He didn't like beat around and use the political terms for your you know have lack of substance. He just went right at it. Like you know, Christy was the original straight talking no nonsense guy. Then he got Trump, and Trump nah. actually doesn't. Yeah, thank you. Trump actually doesn't. Direct, say directly and expose what's going on like Christie did. Like, I would love Christie to go around the, the the stage and just one by take out Cruz, take out Trump, take out, like, just yeah. give us the analysis that, like, we are all saying in the background, but he can say right from the stage. I don't think anyone can do that. I think, though, that we need to get to the main thing, which is the New Hampshire primary results. Mm-hmm. It was Trump. Trump. Then Kasich. Kasich. Then Cruz. What an asshole. Then Bush. Then Marco. Then Rubio. Then Christie. And then Fiorina and Carson. Gilmore got like 117 votes. Really? There was Gilmore Mania? There was Gilmore Mania. Wow. Um, and then, of course, I mean, there was the Sanders and Clinton. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um... One thing that always guides my thinking about New Hampshire, first of all, it's again, state one and why they're deciding, but I have family that basically moved to New Hampshire because there's no income tax. Like, New Hampshire is not, like, people think about New England as this, like, sort of liberal hotbed. It's not, really. I mean, of all the New England states, it has the most crack pottery in it. Maybe with the exception now, Maine, Governor LePage is building this crack pottery. Um, now, there's a lot of Alabama in the Northeast and yeah. in New England. People don't realize that because they just think about Boston and, you know, stuff along the coast. Vermont, for the most part, yeah. is a hippie little zone. But, yeah. But, um, I mean, you get out in the country in Massachusetts, and that is, well, you know, other than the heroin and meth problem, there's uh, there's a lot overabundance of university problem. Yes, from yes, there's these. No, but New Hampshire is it's a rural a different type of rural, but it's still rural. It's still sort of people that believe in centuries-old self-sufficiency and Pepper's farms. And apparently they love Trump, and they love Cruz, and, you know, I think what some people don't like, the crazies are, uh, you know, can you hear the exhaustion in my voice? Yes, yes I can. So, Trump got 36%, I believe, 36%, something like that. Uh, 34.9. Oh, okay. Well, do you have that right in front of me? Yeah, well, I just can't do it. Never mind. Go ahead. I'll anyway, um, and so he got he got that much. 35.4. 35.4. So 35.4 percent. So a third, fully a third, of Republican voters in New Hampshire are honestly believing that Donald Trump should be their nominee and perhaps be president. That, to me, is really fucking frightening. It's fucking frightening because... Did you hear his crazy-ass speech last night? I I mean, it was... He may as well have just gotten up there, whipped out his dick, slapped, I don't know, Megalomania and Tzatziki, whoever the fuck his kids are, and his wife, and... Did you just describe, like, a personality disorder and a topping of a Mediterranean sandwich? Megalomania and Tzatziki. <laughs> Megalomania and Tzatziki. That's Trump's family. <laughs> and, uh, and he might as well have just whipped out his dick and just said, are you all not loving my cock? And just and just talked about his cock for the whole time. Let me tell you all about my cock. Because the whole thing was really, 
just him spouting off whatever inane bullshit he thought would get applause. I mean, at one point, he's there saying, oh, they tell us that the, the unemployment rate is 4.95%. But but I, I know that the real unemployment rate is 25 30%. I've even heard as high as 42%. And it's like, dude, you do understand that if the unemployment rate was 42%, you know, we'd, yeah, there would be so many. You know what the unemployment rate was in 1933 in the heart of the Depression? Uh 18%, 25%. So it was 25%. So, you know, he's just fucking lying to them. And they're like, yes, yes, 42%. It's what it must be. So are we going to go to a, a Trump rally or what? Oh, we were supposed to go, just to well, let you all know. Semi supposed to go. They let us. They, well, I put in for credentials for Jeff and me to go to a Trump rally. And they didn't let it, they didn't approve our credentials until the afternoon of the rally. And this was the rally where he called Ted Cruz a pussy. Yeah, we would have been there. He's a straight talker. I could have raised my hand and said, matter of point of protocol, sir, I happen to know a story proving he's an asshole. And then I would have had my fame, my hearsay story. Yes. Yes. If you want to hear We're going to try to go to study. That's not talking about my story. People listening here probably have heard this story because I've repeated it enough. And each time I say I'm not going to tell a story. Yes, I know. But we're going to try to go to South Carolina. Should we, we go to South Carolina? We'll can... try, but we're going to try to go to a Trump rally. We might have to wait until it's like Pennsylvania or something that we can get to in an afternoon. Do you think Trump actually wants to be president? I think at this point he's convinced himself that he wants to be president. I think I think he, it's sort of like it's sort of like have you ever like been on a date with somebody? No. And End of conversation. <laughs> you're on a date with somebody, and you're thinking. You know, I don't really want to fuck them, but you know what? If I'm in the situation where I get to fuck them, yeah, yeah, why not? I'll go ahead and fuck them. That's his attitude. I think that's his attitude towards the president. So it's kind of, so it's sort of like he, it's sort of like his approach to women is, like, went up to Miss America, he's like, ah, I'll ask her out. What's the worst gonna? You know, like whatever. I'll be a bravado dick. And like, oh, Miss America's like interesting. That, that's it. That's it. My gosh. And then, and then with America, Trump, I'm gonna cut your tits off. Your tits are ugly, and then your fucking tits are fucking everything up. That's his solution. Wow. That just that was that went really dark. Was he gonna give her a replacement? That's what he's done to America. He's like America. He's gonna problem. give America fake tits after yes. cutting their real tits off. He says I'm gonna make all all your bad all your bad shit all your wrinkles. I'm gonna make them go and replace your wrinkles with my fucking my my cum slash youth serum. Gonna rub them all over your face. It's gonna be great. Wow. That's what you know. I feel like I might have read this comparison somewhere, but Trump just says he's gonna replace that the people are bad, not that the system is bad, right? He says we're getting fucked by all these people, but it's about replacing all the jerks and incompetence and idiots, which of course you can't do because everyone is a jerk and an incompetent. You're never gonna find that incompetent. Whereas Sanders, not Del Duce, is about the system being. Problem. Right. And well, therefore, I, Trump and Sanders should marry and have a baby in college. Now, if you combine Trump's total with yes. Ted Cruz's total, yes, they had together about 46, 47 percent of of the vote. 35.4 plus 11.7, like 47 percent. 47 percent. So, and that was more than the next four. Republicans together. I've told you, and I'll tell you any news. I'll vote for Trump over here. 
Why would you vote? Would you vote for? We'll get I'm to the saying next. if it comes somehow. I, I, let me let me finish my point. My point here is that in Iowa, combined, uh, Cruz and Trump had 52 percent of the vote. So more than all the other candidates combined. Polling in South Carolina right now shows them together having 55 to 56 percent. Now, the, crazy the point here is that Republicans keep thinking there's going to be some establishment savior to come along. They think that somebody's going to be like, you know, like a Kasich will rise. But they won't. Because the second that Cruz is out, those fucking crazies are going to Trump. And Kasich doesn't have, he hasn't been examined yet. He'll be examined and find out that he's a I mean, in some ways, Christie, Rubio, if the establishment had gotten, but if, if he hadn't been such a fuck up, had a chance. Christie had a chance. But don't forget, there's also Urena and Carson. Like, where are those orders going to go? They're not going to go to the establishment. Carson's people are going to probably go to Trump or Cruz. Right. If you're in a voters, who knows? Gilmore. What about Gilmore's people? What is with you and Gilmore? <laughs> you mean Gilmore's person? He's got a, he's got a 133. He had a, got 133 votes yesterday. I imagine that was family. 200, there's still nine precincts who haven't reported. He could crack 150. <laughs> yes, you're right. There could be a, a Gilmore surge. We've been waiting for it. Yeah. You know what it is? I think they're just confused because the Gilmore girls is coming back. Yeah. And they're thinking, this must be. <laughs> All right, Democrats. So, you know, Clinton actually apparently got more delegates last night somehow, despite not getting popular votes. This is on HuffPost, if you know what they're saying. Um, Democrats are, as, as reasonably predicted, maybe not a year ago, but within the last month, I think most people thought Sanders was going to win. Everybody can stand in the way of New Hampshire. Everybody. And this, to me, it doesn't change the narrative, except for the people that are sort of late turning in and late to it, and now are kind of coming up next, and maybe they suddenly see Sanders in the headlines. Like, New Hampshire is a notoriously late deciding state. They always say, like, people don't make up their mind until a couple days before. So that's the other thing that, that Sanders might have an effect. Okay. I don't think, look, I, I think Hillary still has the inside track to the nomination. Well, well, I mean, she's up in South Carolina and Nevada coming up. And did you notice I pronounced it correctly? I pronounced it Nevada. I don't think anybody cares if you pronounce it wrong. Sorry. The people of Nevada do. The good people of Nevada. They do. Anyway, so... What I, what I think, here's what I think. Here's the, the thing that I wanted to ask you about is Sanders won every demographic except yes. people making over $200,000 a year. Yes. When it comes, and now, again, it was an overwhelming victory. And, but you don't feel as if it's any kind of bellwether that all of a sudden we're going to get a burning match. I think it's a, a little bit possible because people are that. Uh, um, Sanders velocity. Um, I think it's a little bit possible because I think people will see, hey, we could win something. So those that are maybe on the fence and sort of like, ah, I think it's just a pipe dream, might think, oh, no, we actually could do it. So there could be some bill. Um, what I 
think will be interesting is, in some ways, this may be the biggest test for Hillary because she knows it's coming in the general. Although, actually, if it's against Trump, you know that then all the Trump. Uh, you know what? I would. I. I want to. I want to. If Trump's the nominee, I want to take bets on how soon he calls her a cunt. Um, probably pretty. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty quickly. Or, like, or how soon he goes? There's a debate coming up on a Tuesday. He ends the previous one. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. <laughs> ah. Um, I think that uh, what I think will be interesting is I would I would love this to play out the following way. I would love it to play out that in a Clinton administration, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are used like Obama never was able to use any Senate people. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren can go out across this country and fill up stadiums. If there's a cause they believe in, they can rally people to it. Imagine if Obama had the equivalence of Sanders and, uh, and Warren when pushing through Obamacare. The popular support would have been great. At the same time, Sanders he and Warren... Sanders. Yeah, but they weren't out. He wasn't a this figure. He wasn't a figure that was able to get out and message for his different issues. Now, they're not going to do it all the time. And in fact, Sanders and Warren... Knowing that they have this popular support, knowing that they can rally people against and for Clinton, would be able to hold her to certain issues, hold her to progressive stuff, hold her to account if she co-ops his message or co-ops stuff, and, and like make more, more force her to do that. I think, you know, that would be, in some ways, the best of both uh, of all worlds. Because I don't think Clinton's going to turn around if she loses and be a an advocate for what Sanders does. She's just going to be done with it. Whereas I think Sanders oh no 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 yes Clinton loses yeah Clinton's Clinton's going back to making speeches for uh, for Goldman Sachs which by the way I, I will just say Goldman Sachs if you're listening and I know you are me too yes <laughs> if you're offering if you offer me six hundred seventy five thousand dollars to be your dancing monkey at lunch I will dance like the greatest monkey ever seen it. And there are not a lot of people who are going to turn that down. There aren't. And I know some of you out there right now going, oh, I would. I'm, you know, I have that much pride. I took a lot less of that to go talk to a bank once, and I'm nobody. So my point is, all yeah, the nobodies but, out there would take that much money. Of like, course. Yeah, that, that criticism is, is, uh, is very off-based to me, which, you know. Yes, I agree. I don't think there's any reason <clears throat> Uh, I think, look, there's there's legitimate criticism to be made of Clinton when you look back over the course of her career. However, some of the stuff is, right now, is just, it's cherry-picking to make her seem like she's as bad as the Republican. And that's not true. Am I right, people? Yes, I think you are. Oh, you think we're about to talk Bernie Bros? Oh, we're about to talk Bernie Bros, and I'm telling people on Twitter because you know. know, you know, the Bernie Bro people, they get all up. Like the, the, no, the Bernie Bros, they get all up in your grill when you start talking Bernie Bros. They're like, hey, Bernie Bro. I won't even look. We can talk Bernie Bros. I'm not even talking about whatever sexism there may be. I just the, the like the whole meme about like Bernie. I like jazz and da da da. You know, the things, the pictures side-by-side, side, like Star Wars, and she's... You know what I'm talking about? I can't describe what a meme looks like. Some of the attacks, let me this some of the attacks on Hillary Clinton are unfair in that they cherry-pick some of her, yes, not ideal to 
positions, but they remove them from the context of a 30-plus year career at the forefront of the political public spotlight and the, the, the issues and the, the particulars of the time. And just, well, let's, just, let's, just, let's just say, let's just say that putting Trump up against Hillary Clinton when it comes to experience, when it comes to giving a shit about the world, is like putting up a, up a pile of shit with a comb over up against a fucking giraffe. You know? Clinton being the giraffe. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Trump being I, the pile of shit. I knew that's what you meant. But here's, here, so, so to talk about the Bernie Bro thing, what, do you, what is your understanding of the Bernie Bro thing? What's my understanding? My understanding is this. I have felt that it is a secondary or tertiary level argument within a chirping class that I don't need to get too deeply involved with because it seems inconsequential. But that being the preface, it seems to be people, uh, Bernie supporters, uh, basing their support on sec- or accusations that many Bernie supporters are, are proceeding in a sexist manner or they're proceeding because they're anti-Hillary because she's a woman. Here's what I mean. Where am I on that? Uh, you know, you're 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 nice and mainstream. Good job. So, you hear that, Goldman Sachs? <laughs> Six hundred fifty grand. You're lowering your price already. Don't you undercut me, motherfucker. Six forty nine. I hate you. I'll do it for three hundred. So a thousand. So my thing on the Bernie. Yeah, third. My thing on the Bernie Bros is. I think that it's it's the internet's. Let's just say people on Twitter, on Facebook, on social media in general suck. Yes, they're assholes. Let me tweet the hell. Yes, you're all a bunch of assholes. We love you, but you're assholes. Admit it. I'm an asshole when I'm going on there. I'm just not an asshole that you know repeatedly starts calling somebody a bitch or that you know should get raped. The Bernie Bros, the the Bernies, twitchy of Bernie. The Bernie Bros are young men who support Bernie Sanders, and they're getting stereotyped in this way. And let me just tell you, I was one point leading Hillary, mm-hmm. and at that point, I got attacked by the Bernie people. Oh. And then I started leading Bernie, and guess what? Ooh. The Hillary people started attacking. Me. Ah. So you know, the, I think that the Bernie Bro thing is. A phenomenon that has been created. I do think, though, that the twitchy slash in slash you know website comment thread approach to political rhetoric has infiltrated the election in a very very well, stark, uh, terrible way, and that it's across the board. And that to say Bernie bro is a way of over um, generalizing. And uh, and labeling a group so that you can say, well, I don't want to be in a group with them. That is the point of it. I don't want to be with them. Well, it's, that's how people have always used labels. What's I find a disconnect is that the term bro has always struck me as applying most to like Donald Trump's kids, it's being like wealthy frat boy, don't care about anybody else except high fiving. Whereas Bernie Sanders, I don't think exemplifies those 
characteristics whatsoever. Although, did you see him playing basketball, waiting for the results? He was totally just sitting out there, just standing on court, shooting hoops. He worked for Obama. He's co-opting! It's cultural appropriation! Oh my god, that's right! Bernie was culturally appropriate! Basketball that was created by a white person. Yeah, was he was he giving credit to Richard Naismith or whatever? James Naismith was saying they got it. It was something Naismith. It was Howard Basketball. No, oh, and he didn't even have a peach basket. I bet he was using one of those nets, which are from fishing communities, which are being screwed by the global warming. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry, I just. Hey, I was just saying it's it's a disconnect. One of the reasons why I haven't given Bernie Brown much credit or credence or attention is that it's just a, a disconnect to me. But Bernie's symbolized almost to a fault is um, I don't know if inclusiveness is the right word but he's always, oh, like in the debates he rises above sort of the attacks and the me first as he puts forward this like we're all in this together idea and to me bro is a particular term of exclusiveness and um, uh, self-interest you know bros to me are the dudes that are just high-fiving and drinking and going to get laid, which is a nice thing to do but um that's why it's consensual. The contention is it's consensual. It's nice. Yeah. I mean, I think there, I think there's sort of a, there's also sort of a, you know, rapey kind of implication behind the bro thing. Sure. Which, which also doesn't apply exactly. to Bernie's ethos. Right. That's why, like, I, I, I guess. Well, they're not. A, they're actually not saying it's Bernie. They're saying it's Bernie's followers. I understand, but to me, that that if it's true and they exist, is more of a disconnect because people that would follow Sanders, it just seems. In, not impossible. It seems like illogical that they would be that way. Well, but there, but then go to go back to your original point. Yeah. You Why said the, you, there is the, the people that accuse the Bernie Bro thing of being a real thing is they're saying that there is a, there is a sexism to it too. And again, I don't deny that there are some people that are going to vote for Bernie for sexist reasons. Um, but again, that doesn't undercut. What Bernie is attempting, what Bernie has already done, Bernie has brought people into the political mix, and you know has brought people out that Clinton hasn't been able to, to appeal to. When Clinton gets the nomination, and I still think Clinton's going to get the nomination, and and I will vote for Clinton, I will support Clinton because I'm not an asshole about that. I'm an asshole about other things, but I'm going to be an asshole about that. But. And Bernie starts showing up for her events and campaigning for her. He will be able to bring along at least some of that energy in the campaign. And that's what I was saying earlier about the in the administration and in actually getting shit done. It's he'll be able to bring along that energy. I think that's why the next to me the next couple of few weeks are very critical for Hillary because she needs to feel feel that she is legitimately threatened, but not. Take up all of the guns of attack. Oh, level she cannot. She will. If she, oh, she already has. I, mean, I know. I know. Well, she that. she rehired, and this is getting total insidery kind of bullshit. But uh, she is getting advice again from Mark Penn. Mark Penn is the writer of the book Micro Trends, mm. who is seeking who who in her previous um, in night two thousand eight, she was his her advisor who told her to target these small little constituencies and and also advised her to attack Obama. And it just led to the most petulant, you know, just don't do it. Don't, Hillary, and I know you're listening, Hillary, mm-hmm. don't do it. Fucking 
club Mark Penn over the head and kick his ass on the way out. Um, again, total insidery stuff. He's also really, you know, just makes Chris Christie look handsome. Lee, we're better than that. No, than no, the, the, I am not. Look, Lee, do you remember how we started? We started talking about Marco Rubio fucking himself with his own dick. So we are better than making Chris Christie ugly jokes. Is Chris Christie done, by the way? Like, I, I think Chris Christie's like, gone. I, th- I never perfected my Chris Christie. Uh, not, you know what? Nobody could ever perfect their Chris Christie. All right. Is Carson going to make it to this weekend's debate? I, I don't think People demand your Carson impersonation. Yeah, I know. I, I, I might have lost my last opportunity to do my Carson interpretation. Oh, well. All right. So we need to wrap up. We've been going for nearly half an hour. I think that's long enough for a podcast. I have more to say. I haven't even started, but I guess we'll stop. Yeah, we could read a couple of comments here. Um, uh, Harry Hood. <laughs> that sounds sexual. That's what. That's where Chris uh, Marco Rubio fucks himself. <laughs> Harry Hood. Yeah. Says uh, gives his bet is five public appearances or less until Trump calls Hillary a cunt. And um, Mark Thunderhoof. Uh, it tells us that Bernie was not just shooting hoops. He was freaking nailing shots from the perimeter. Well, I think that's, that's symbolic. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know anything about anatomy, do you? No, not a thing. Bye.